I just want to thank you on behalf of the folks there in Costa Rica and other parts where God allowed us to establish a church. What you saw in the video is fruit that will abound to your account. I came here in 1988 for the first time, my first church. So you understand that is fruit that will abound to your account. No one can rob it. No one can take it away. All those souls have been saved and the influence. Uh, in fact, last week, how many of you were here when Ricardo Portillo was here? Those buildings that he's building are from young people that I led to Christ that are now architects, and they're drawing the plans, and they're not charging. I'm not going to only let you be rich. I want the people in Costa Rica to be rich. We have a rich church. As you can see it, many times we feel like we're poor. God is rich, and he wants to enrich you in order to proclaim the gospel around the world. So on behalf of the folks in Costa Rica, thank you. There was only 25 churches, Pastor Ray, that supported us. We went under-supported but over-blessed. You can see what God will do if you just walk by faith. And stay faithful. And I want to thank you for being faithful. You never missed a monthly payment or investment, I call it. I want to get you interested in missions or more interested in missions. I want to get you involved in missions. I want to get you more involved in missions. I want to get you invested in missions, more invested in missions. I always ask people, do you have a heavenly bank account? When was your last deposit? And how much was it for? The Spanish really loved that because Spanish is just a little bit different than English. I'm sure you understand that, right? And God has blessed us in a tremendous way. I'd like for us to look this morning in the book of Philippians. And I want to encourage you to come back this evening. Uh, I believe God's word is to enrich us and to enable us, to encourage us, and to equip us. I want to be equipped. I don't know about you, but this world is going south real quick. The decay and decline is unbelievable. Last week in visitation, I still do visitation like your pastor. I believe in reaching Jerusalem. This is the uttermost parts of the world for me, California. <laughs> Seriously. I was in the heartland over there in Evansville, Indiana, and I knocked on the door of some folks from Jamaica. They've only been here for two years. And they only spoke to me in Spanish, and they says, your country is really bad off. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, just a minute here, uh, uh, I spent three years in the military. I love the USA. I'm patriotic. And they said, don't take that offensive. It's just my kids are being indoctrinated with this transgender. From another country, only here for two years, and they recognize what's going on. And you have people here for 25 years, and they still haven't awakened. The whole world's. I'm glad we're going up. Aren't you glad you're saved? Look what the Bible says. Paul's in jail. All of us have bad circumstances. Don't, don't tell me you don't have a problem. We all got problems. If you don't have a problem, come see me after the service. I'll give you a few. I'll give you more than a few. Seriously, I'm not joking. Life is full of trials and tribulations, but that's why we have Jesus Christ. That's why we have the Word of God. And I say that to encourage you to come back this evening because I believe the message can be a help to you as you face your difficulties. Because Paul was facing a difficulty when he was in the jail waiting to, uh, waiting to suffer persecution and lose his life for the cause of Christ. But you see in the book of Philippians, he's always encouraging people talking about Jesus Christ. We should always be talking about Jesus Christ. We should always be witnessing about Jesus Christ. We should be always telling about the love and the goodness of Jesus Christ. Uh, we should always be smiling. 
I don't care if you're your teeth or not. Smile. <laughs> Be happy in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I said rejoice. Amen. That's all the humor. Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, could I ask you to stand for your, to your feet for a moment for reverence to the Word of God and also to get the blood circulating? Verse 11. Not that I speak in respect of want. Paul had no desire or any want of the church there in Philippi. For I have learned, that's a good thing, in whatsoever state I am, therefore to be content. I know both how to abase and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do. He's speaking personally. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with me or my afflictions. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even Thessalonica... Ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound and am full, having received of Ephraim the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Father in heaven, we do thank you for what we've heard, the children singing. Thank you for the young people here. Thank you for the faithfuls that come every Sunday, for the visitors that have come for the first time. Thank you for this church, for Pastor Ray, for their desire to fulfill and complete the Great Commission. I pray and ask this morning that you speak to our hearts, help us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I pray that there be one here without Christ Jesus. Today would be the day that they come to the knowledge of salvation, that they would see by grace, without any merit, the free gift that was given to us through Calvary. Bless now this service. I pray that you help me to convey that which is written and transmitted in a compassionate way for an understanding that we would leave here equipped to do more for the cause of Christ. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Our investment in this perverse world that we live in, and it always has been bad and it always has needs. We're just seeing it more revealed as time goes on. And we know that the trump of Christ will sound soon. I'm, looking, I'm listening for the trump. And it's not Donald Trump. All right. I'm listening for the Trump of God. Because he's our only hope. 
Many times we rely on other things to help us, but we have the Word of God here, and I want you to see what Paul is conveying, communicating with them in chapter 4. He says in verse 14, notwithstanding that ye have well done. Aren't you glad when they say the word well done? I hated it in school when they would say, you're doing bad. <laughs> but it encouraged me to do good because when I hear well done, that makes me feel like I am participating in something that is profitable. Yeah. I just don't want to go through life going through life. Amen. I have a purpose for me to live personally. For me to live is Christ. That's my purpose. For me to live is Christ. Amen. Not for me, but for him. Amen. For others. That's the purpose of missions. And Paul started that in chapter 1. And Paul never was focused on himself. He was always a self-sacrificing individual because he saw the Son of God dethrone himself, coming here as a servant because he was a Savior. That's what the Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 2. So we see the Son of God giving himself a ransom and becoming a servant. If we had more people serving, we see more people saved. A participant. I like participating. When I was younger, when I was real young, younger than I am now, but real young, uh, they allowed me to play baseball with the older guys. Now, I wasn't good enough to get a position, but they thought I was good enough to fetch the foul ball. How many of you know what a foul ball is? You laugh, but I was participating because I found out after a period of time when the ball went foul, they couldn't play the game until I got back. So I was very important because sometimes we think our position in the ministry is insignificant. There's a little prayer card in the back. I don't care if you like the picture or look at the passport. All I'm trying to do is solicit prayer because there is power. You saw it on the video. I believe in prayer. I believe prayer can move mountains. I gave Brother Ricardo from our church. You say, your church has, we support missions. And we give strongly. We support Bible colleges that get people prepared to go out into the ministry. Well, I gave him seed money. You know what seed money is? It's the initial. I gave him $4,000 from our missions account at the beginning of September. He's now at $14,000. I'm glad that we're in on the beginning, just like you are in on the beginning now. Participants, doesn't that video excite you? Amen. That souls are being saved and lives are being changed? That missions continues to go out from Costa Rica? Amen. Participants. Contributors. How many of you like to contribute to your 401? Not now. <laughs> it's going down. But when you contribute to a heavenly investment, it's always secured. And being consistent. We need to be consistent in giving, concerning receiving of the things that God has given to us. God has been faithful. Can't you agree with me? God has been faithful. He, uh, 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 he's never forsaken me or left me. Even during the treatments. And I thank God for this church, your pastor. He, he didn't even remember when he invited my wife and I and my son and my two children up here while we were going through the chemo and put us in a bed and breakfast. Never stayed in one before, never stayed in one after. So I know how to abound. And I know how to abase. I'll never forget that. That's a seed planted in my heart. You remember that, honey? We, got, we still have the picture with you and Edward, yeah? See the impact when you participate? 
Because someone took up an offering, someone placed on his heart, and as a result of that, we received the benefit. That's the way missions is. What we give to the Lord, it's to use for his honor and glory in reaching people for the cause of Christ, that they may be saved. Amen. And we need to be consistent. I told the Spanish folks, I said, you're consistent in paying your rent. Isn't it amazing? And God always provides. I don't know about you. I don't wait till Thanksgiving to make my list of thank things I'm thankful for. I thank God every day. Thank God always, always rejoicing in the Lord. God is so good to us when we participate in the work. The contrast. There's a contrast. The giver and the getter. How many of you like to be more blessed to give than to receive? I love giving. I've got a suitcase I'm taking with me. It has nothing personal. It's all to give away when I take off for Costa Rica Monday. Oh, do I enjoy And the men in the church, they just, we had to rewire our whole, all those buildings are rewired, and all the light fixtures in the whole building, even into the bathroom. We have a fire system that shoots a beam from that side of the building to a mirror over there. It's all concrete. I don't know why we had to put it in. Well, I know why we had to put it in, because in 2024, if we don't comply with it and we're 80% done, praise the Lord, we will not be able to occupy the building. You say, on the mission field, oh, you would not believe. That's why you pray. That's why we have prayer letters. But yesterday, the men, I had no idea we had nine electric, electricians in our church. I just put out the knee. I said, we need to replace these lights, but you can't have any Yahoo, no pun intended. They're all down in the valley. Can put the structures in. And they put it in, and they put it in correctly. I didn't know that they had businesses, because I'm not there for my interest. I'm there for their interest. And they said, thank you, Pastor, for allowing us to participate in our building. Amen. It is ours. Participation is a good thing. And I love it when children say that. Huh? You know you're preaching when a kid says amen. Huh? <laughs> Compassion. Identify the need, have interest in the need, then involve in the need, then invest in the need. The Good Samaritan was the only one, the other one saw it. Everybody sees the need. The condition of the world, it's lost. Uh, what your pastor said about having a Bible, I just got another Bible. Those high school kids gave me a Bible. It's a big Bible. No indirect was meant, but they gave me the large print. <laughs> but they participated. The priest walks by, the Levite walks by, the only one that stops to meet the need is the Good Samaritan. We take it for granted. I've got 80 or more Bibles. I've got them in English, Spanish, I've got them bilingual. I've got ones for funerals, I've got small ones, I've got ones for visitation, I've got one that's personal, I've got one that can't move because if it moves, it falls apart. Uh, so the whole world doesn't have that. The majority of the world doesn't have that. Or the complete Bible. I was thanking God that I got the Bible in Spanish and I'm not waiting for a translation. And that's why our church in Costa Rica supports a translator in Nepal. Because we want to invest that someone would have what we have. Aren't you glad you're blessed? We're blessed beyond measure. That's the first thing that I see in this text is being a participant. Then the second thing that I see in this text is 
we see the perspective of Paul. Paul was concerned about enriching them. In verse 17, he said, Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. So his participation in the ministry and their participation with him, now we see the perspective. Many folks have a bad perspective on life. I'm just the victim. I don't have nothing. Uh, you heard what your pastor said? I got to say, I had long hair. I had long, beautiful hair. I had a motorcycle. I had a beard. I had job. I had funds. I had a motorcycle. I had a Camaro. I'm sorry to cause envy. <laughs> Please don't start any strife, okay? <laughs> but God got a hold of my heart that day in that tent meeting. And those things didn't matter anymore. They don't. My perspective is enrich the people that I come in contact with. I didn't spend a whole week at this stage of my life at a camp, sleeping in a cabin, where the bed was only a foot and a half off the floor. It took a, 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 a what do you call them, tow truck, a crane to get me out of bed in the morning. Okay? I rolled out of bed right onto my knees, the place that I need to be. Then from there, I proceeded to get up because my perspective was to enrich those kids and see them get saved and see them called into the ministry and see them make decisions. When you have a child stand up, a 15-year-old girl stand up and give a testimony, her father was shot and killed in Chicago two years ago, her brother four years ago. My perspective on life, I'm blessed Amen. beyond measure. Amen. Viewpoint, outlook. He had no personal interest. His desire was to credit their account, heavenly account, make a deposit in heaven. Third thing I'd like for us to see in verse 18. Not only the participation, not only the perspective, but pleasing. How many of you want to please God? If you read in Hebrews, before you can please Him, you have to believe. You re read the text in Hebrews chapter 11. You have to believe before you can please. We have too many pleasers, and that's why they don't continue pleasing, because they stop believing. I'm still believing that missions works. Amen. It hasn't. Door knocking still works. I've led some folks to Christ the last month. Some of those in vacation Bible school got saved. People are still getting saved. Amen. I love that sound. Whether it be in the heartland, whether it be here on the uttermost parts of the earth, or in Costa Rica, or in El Salvador, or in Nicaragua. I told uh, Pastor, you'll appreciate this. I'm, uh, I'm there. Here. Ricardo asked me to come up for the mission conference. I said, sure, I'll be glad to come up. I was looking for flights. A 45-minute flight out of San Jose, Costa Rica to Managua costs over $1,000. I said, I'm not spending that amount of money, and I'm not letting you spend that amount of money. I think that's a waste of money. He goes, well, I can drive down. I says, how much is that going to cost you in diesel and coming down and back in time? He says, it's two days. It'll cost me about $800. I said, we're not going that way either. He goes, the last option is you get on a bus. They're not like the buses here. <laughs> the, the bathroom door will open if it closes. If you get up out of your seat, forget it, you, you lost your spot. 22 hours later, and I have people tell don't, don't do it, Pastor. Don't do it, brother. No, no. Nicaragua, it's, 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 it's communist. You, you understand, communism rolls over there. When I was going through immigration, man, what are you? Are you Costa Rican or are you a North American? I says, I'm just an educator. 
So educating women, just educating people to be better. Okay, fine. Because I have a residency in Costa Rica. But my citizenship is in heaven. A young kid asked me last week, what's the favorite country you ever visit? I said, I haven't been there yet. He goes, what do you mean? I says, I haven't been to heaven yet. That's where I'm, that's where I'm going to live eternally. That's why I'm concerned about living. That's why I'm concerned about participating in God's work because my perspective on life is different than many people. This world is not my home. Baptists don't lie. They just sing them. <laughs> Except the one song. I wish I would have given him more. So much the more. Some people now in retirement or going into retirement wish they would have done more for their 401s or whatever they are. Okay. Uh, I'm looking beyond. Amen. I'm looking to heaven. I'm getting closer. I'm still 20 years out. Because I'm not looking for the 70s. I'm looking for the robust. I'm looking for the 80s. You say, you're that old or that young? I am what I am by the grace of God. Not one day older or younger than God wants for me. But all I'm concerned about is believing and trusting him and pleasing him. The Bible says, but I have all. Uh, how many of you have all? You have hot water? Uh, that was nice to get, go in the bathroom. My wife says, I don't want to get out. <laughs> we have running water. We have a bed to sleep on. We have food to eat. The shoes on our feet. You know the songs. But how come it never portrays or comes out of our mouth? Thank God all the time. Even for the trials. I told these young kids, when you fail, fall forward. At least you're going to gain four or five feet for your stature. <laughs> Think about it. Everybody's falling back. I'm no going backwards. No turning back. I, I didn't start this to quit. I want it to be said, well done. Amen. And that's not emotionalism. That's all Bible. That's all scripture. I just get excited about talking about the word of God. I get excited about coming to church on Sunday. I don't just drag myself. I came in. I told uh, Pastor Ray. He goes, you're here already. I says, yeah, I want to be here to greet the greeters. <laughs> and I'll be here with security when they turn the lights out. I don't come to church to get out of church. And I, heard you, I know you heard that all the time. But do they actually practice it? I come to church because I want to be participating in church. I don't want to miss nothing. I don't want to miss what they're baking in the kitchen. I don't want to miss the coffee being fresh. Yep. I don't want to miss the service tonight. Amen. I don't want to miss the service tonight. Amen. Good, we'll see you this evening. Because I desire fruit that will bound to your account. Pleasing to God. Do you think it would be pleasing to God if we came back this evening? you think it would be pleasing to God if we read our Bibles this week? You think it would be pleasing God if we testify to someone? Yes, I was on a plane. As you have many times, I got on one of those little Eagle American flights out of, out of the Bay Area. And there was only one seat available. I was against the window. And all of a sudden, the plane started rocking. This is not one of those fake stories. This, is, this literally happened. Because people tell stories just to tell stories. This literally happened. The plane started rocking. He walks in. And I mean, he was huge. And I was huge at the time as well. And he said... He goes to me, he goes, my name is Archie. I'm a homosexual professor heading down to UC, uh, University of California. I said, my name is Ed Bordell. I'm a missionary to Costa Rica. I'm a Baptist preacher. Everybody shut off their cell phones. Everybody closed up their Wall Street journals. Everybody put silence for the next 45 minutes. 
Archie cried. Archie says yes. Archie cried again. Archie said yes. When he got off the phone, he says, Ed, he goes, you almost convinced me. He goes, but my history. I says, Archie, I says, you know enough about salvation. You can get saved with or without Ed. But make the decision before it's too late. Amen. He says, I may see you in heaven. I says, I'll pray for you and I'll preach that God helps you. I was talking to, uh, without mentioning the name, because the uh, 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 officer from this church was at a situation and they were asking for Pastor Ray. Phenomenal testimony. I get excited when I hear testimonies because it reveals the power of God, Amen. the presence of God. So we see it's pleasing. Listen to what the Bible says. I really love it. When it, gets, uh, when it gets down to the odor and sweet smell and sacrifice, except the well-pleasing to God. How do you smell this morning? How do you, how do you smell? Seriously. When you give a, an offering, do you get a, a sacrificial offering above and beyond? Amen. Because it's pleasing to God. Uh, Brother Jonathan was talking about a dollar. Can you buy anything for a dollar anymore? Can you buy anything for $5? Hardly. Could you imagine if every adult here gave $5 more a week to missions? Estimating, guesstimating, 80 adults here? You do the numbers. What an investment in eternity. You think God would be pleased with that? Do you think God would bless you? Those buildings that are going up are coming from Costa Rican colonies. Because God is not a respecter person. The same God of Napa is the same God of Texas, is the same God in Costa Rica, is the same God in Nicaragua. He doesn't change. Amen. And you and I get to be participants. Change the perspective. We're going home. Some of you are going home before me. We may go on the same flight. We may all be called out of here soon. Say, I don't know, I'm on a fix. There's nothing fixed. But there is a God that's faithful. Amen. Brings me to my last point. So you have the participant, you have the perspective. You have what's pleasing. I call it the perfume. <laughs> How many of you look forward to putting perfume on or cologne? If you're a man, you put cologne on. If you're a lady, you put perfume on. And there's nothing else. They don't have nothing between, between cologne and perfume. It's one or the other. You take it how you want to, okay? Amen. But is it pleasing to him? Is it pleasing to him? How do you smell, teenager? How do you, how, uh, how do you smell? What would be the fourth P? The promise. The promise. Verse 19, Paul says, but my God, personal once again, my God, my God, brother Ray, Pastor Ray, my God, our God has done everything that we see. Our God. Is he your God? Is he able? Is he able to deliver me? Is he able? Is God able? Is God able to bring you back this evening? Yes. Is God able to help you increase your giving? Is God able to provide for you a table in the wilderness? Amen. 
And it's getting more like the wilderness every day here in the United States. When you have somebody from Jamaica coming and attacking our educational system. That's exactly what that individual did. They're indoctrinating my kids in this area. I looked at the pastor and he looked at me. I says, let me just explain to you. He goes, you looked overwhelmed. I says, I can't believe somebody coming in. It never was like that. Things are changing. God's still the same? No. The God of Abraham is the God of Isaac, is the God of Jacob, is the God of Joseph. It's your God as well. Amazing. But God, but my God shall, shall what? Supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Remember, he's a son of God. Remember, he's a servant of God. Remember, he's a savior. You saw the buildings. First guy knocked on his door. His wife is an architect. I tried to pay her. She would not let me pay her. She's retiring next year. She's in charge of all the building projects in the University of Costa Rica, which is a large facility. She is the top She's retiring next year. What she's going to do with her life is travel in Central and South America, drawing plans for churches without any cost. She'll subsidize everything. Amen. That's fruit that abounds to your account from knocking on doors, the first individual. Some of those young men that you saw that when they were pouring cement, they were no more than teenagers that are now grown up. They're architects, engineers. In fact, all the asphalt, all that you saw on the enhancement of the parking lot, I never paid a dime for asphalt. I've never paid a dime to have it covered. He says, Pastor, that's my privilege to participate in our ministry. I says, let me. He goes, no, no, that's fine. He goes, I've been blessed beyond measure. Have a man, the first guy led to Christ, the one that did the, uh, the, the, the DVD or the, the video presentation. <laughs> he has established a water purification in Costa Rica because we have a lot of rain, but we don't know how to manage it. He went to Dubai. You know where Dubai is? Picked him up in a jet, got into a limousine. The limousine did not even stop as it went through the doors of the hotel. They checked him in and got on an elevator. From the airport to his room, he didn't even get out of the vehicle. I said, why didn't you take your pastor with you? <laughs> he goes, next time. I said, I don't, why do I want to go to Dubai with the sand people? <laughs> I have no desire. Unless I'm going to start something over there. I have no desire. I got invited for my birthday to go to Madrid to watch Barcelona. And I says, what? oh, I need to be on a plane. He said, Brother Bordell went down going over to Spain, not on a mission trip, on a soccer game. And then the whale would spit me out. <laughs> you know how bad the United States is? They did, a, they did these uh, interviews on the street. They said, the fish that swallowed the prophet, what was his name? They said, Pinocchio. <laughs> That's where we're at today. 
So don't think only in Costa Rica or Nicaragua or around the world. Right here, right here, there are people that need the Lord Jesus Christ. So missions is not only abroad. It's here. Want to participate? Saturday's a good opportunity. The only reason I wasn't here yesterday because I got in late because everybody's incompetent, even the airlines. Everything's delayed. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> when you have people that are saying, uh, what should I do now? Uh, well, grab the nozzle and fill the plane. The pilot is opening up a book. I don't need that. When the pilot looks like he could be your great-grandson, you know you got problems. <laughs> I'm not concerned about the secular things. I'm concerned about the spiritual things. Are you and I competent enough spiritually to go out and say, I haven't taken a course on soul winning. I don't care. The woman at the well, she never went to any theological seminary. She just went and gossiped about what Jesus told her. That's it. That's all you need to do is just tell somebody and gossip. I always tell people, witnessing is gossiping about the Lord Jesus Christ. He came as the Son of God. He was crucified for your sin and my sin. He rose again and he lives and he's coming again. That's all you need to tell people. Very simple. Well, I don't got my theological degree. That's probably to your best interest. You want to participate? How many participants? I like volunteers. Remember me fetching the foul balls? Important part of the game. Pray. How many have a different perspective? Now. How many are pleasing to the Lord? Say, I could be more pleasing. Can't we all be more pleasing? Sometimes I put the clone on. And I say, I put a little, a little dash more. Right, honey? Because my wife is allergic. So sometimes when I go to the airport, I'll take the bottle with me. And I'll wait till after I give her a kiss and a hug. And then when she's back in the car, then I'll put it on. Because I don't want her to suffer all day. But let me ask you this. I don't want the world to suffer for eternity. If I'm concerned about my wife and her condition... Because I love her. If God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, shouldn't we be concerned about how we prepare ourselves and present ourselves and participate in his work because it's well-pleasing? It says, who will provide? God will provide. Do you believe it? You remember Paul Harvey on the radio? He says you'd live it if you believed. If you believe it, You'll live it. I believe. I heard a church. I had a, a theme. I believe. I believe. I'm thinking myself. If everybody believes, is that the same? Then on Saturday, a visitation, you'd have the same amount that you would have on Sunday in vacation Bible school. You wouldn't have to talk about offerings because if everybody believed, they would just give. And if everybody believed that this is the word of God and that it can save to the othermost part of the world, then we would all be testifying. He says, who will provide? Who will give us? God will give us. God will provide.